the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the Nasdaq up. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money invested in more. Stock market rally. Yesterday again we go up. Up, up, up. Strong start to the month of January. January starting to wrap up at this point in time. So that's worthy of note. We won't have every single month up. SP 500 this morning is down fractions. Dow is down 15. It's down one tenth of a percentage point. It's playing with 14,000. The SP 500 is holding 1,500. The Nasdaq's up one today. It's in 31.54. Gold trading slightly higher at 16.78. Announced 10-year Treasury bond sits above 2%, ticking lower, which actually means yielding higher. U.S. economy shrinks unexpectedly. First contraction in three and a half years. Fourth quarter felt like a recession. Fourth quarter had a lot of drama in it. And as you know, I like to say, save the drama for your mama. What do I mean by drama? Eh, we had the fiscal cliff. We had a president elected. We had end of the year, a bit of a rally going on. So, brief intermission on Monday where the markets went lower. We're ticking higher. Like I said, it's been a great start to the year, which it wasn't supposed to be due to fiscal cliff issues. Interesting trading dynamic that can be interpreted as a more of a risk-off trade in the sense that telecom, healthcare, utilities, and consumer staples all did well. So maybe this rally is telling us uh, it's shifting to the defensive side now. A rally that's shifting to the defensive side. Just play with that in your head for a second. Good ADP employment change report showed that 192,000 private sector jobs were added to payrolls in January. It's close to expectations. But there was a slightly revised down number from December, 215,000 down to 185,000. That's really not going to alter expectations of Friday's employment report figure. Non-farm payrolls are expected to be up 180,000, while private sector payrolls are projected to be up 193,000. So Friday we get the employment numbers. What's the unemployment rate in the United States that could move the markets? Um, Headline number was disappointment on that fourth quarter GDP. I mean, sure, it looks like a recession. It's a recessionary number, contraction. But there's also been an understanding that there's change going on right now. Private inventories are leaner, which basically means people aren't manufacturing things that are being consumed. 
That's a positive. You'd rather see lean inventory than bloated inventory. So there's an underlying belief right now that the Fed is right, that they've been seeing weakness and they've been keeping their monetary policy loose because of it. We do get the Fed's policy today coming out at 2.15. Fourth quarter wasn't strong. That's what we're going to hear a lot of. So it's 2.15 Eastern time the Fed comes out. So it's 11.15 West Coast time. Amazon. What more can I say? Uh, Stock's at an all-time high. It's got a super high multiple. People must be crazy who buy it. Not really. Because at any point in time, you could see Amazon improve their margins at any point in time. So it was a bit of a weird and misleading GDP number that we saw. But then, again, like I said, on the other hand, what's Amazon telling us? So economically speaking, we're shrinking. But Amazon's sitting at, you know, near an all-time high. It continues just to rock and roll going forward, up 3.4% a day. Amazon has no competition. Who can you go jump online with and get your goods in under two days? You know, Amazon had a problem in the fourth quarter where Californians started paying taxes, uh, sales tax on things that they bought. A couple other states also kicked in. I think it was nine in total. So it was more than a couple. But they just build more and more deployment centers near you. So now you can order and get it the same day or the next day. So it costs them less to ship it to you. They continue to, to massively grow out their business. And I give them credit. I mean, I hope you do too. Get your calls in the air today. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Less war, more business investment is what the headline could have read with GDP. Going back to inventories, inventories are lean. That's a good thing because at some point in time we have to send people back to the factories to work. Here's a crazy headline. China burns almost as much coal as the rest of the world combined. They account for about 47% of the global coal consumption. Interesting, right? They took over our black lung. (coughs) Pop. I think I got the black lung. They took over our number one possession in 2011. So it's energy consumption is basically largely coal-dependent. Other big stories of note today, research in motion. Coming out with the BlackBerry 10. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get excited about that one. Okay, maybe not so much. Um, is it too late for them? I think it is. Because when you talk smartphones, you basically you don't even mention them in the top five anymore. Toyota's recalling 907,000 vehicles, mostly Corollas, to investigate an airbag issue. 
Another 385,000 models tied towards the Lexus windshield wipers. Zynga, chief game developer Brian Reynolds, he's resigned from the company. That's a company that's just management. Can't get off that sinking rat ship fast enough. Microsoft shipments of its Windows RT tablets have hit 2 million. Ooh, boy. Their original year in Target was for about 4.5 million, so they, they kind of missed that one. Cupano Energy, they're being bought by Kinder Morgan for $3.22 billion. That's basically a slap in the face to what's happening at Chesapeake Energy. Facebook set to report numbers tonight after the bell, along with Qualcomm, ConocoPhillips, Citrix, Electronic Arts, and JDS Uniface. Ooh, boy. What else we got? Freescale semiconductors in the news today. They're down uh, the last 15 cents a share. Smaller than expected. Chipmaker also forecast current quarter revenue above analyst expectations. So it's not what have you done for It's what have you done for me lately. No. It's what are you going to do for me next quarter. Got two seminars coming up this weekend, both of them in the lovely city of Walnut Creek. One is a wealth preservation retirement planning. That's for people who are 40-plus who are heading towards retirement. Going to talk a little market conditions, reducing risk, diversification, tax reduction strategies, planning tips, rebalancing your portfolio in retirement. And in the morning, it's going to be a Money 101. It's Embassy Suites in Walnut Creek. Morning, wealth preservation. Afternoon, Money 101. Sign up at robblack.com. That's Rob Black. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. robblack.com. Stocks are fluctuating between gains and losses from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Charles. The companies involved in that. Now. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. For those of you thinking about investing in research in motion, ask yourself the question, why? If they don't turn it around, the stocks will get pummeled. If they do turn around, who cares? Too much risk is what I'm good in at. The phrase that's out there that just keeps coming up with me for research motion is, ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party would have. If they turn it around. But what if they don't? Too much. Anytime you could say that in a sentence on any company, you're starting to get yourself in trouble. Amazon.com fourth quarter sales climbed 22% to $21.3 billion. A little bit weaker than expected. The company is pumping money into new warehouses, seeking to draw consumers away from malls. Their two-day delivery and massive selection. They added 20 shipment hubs last year alone. The wider margins in the company show that the investment is starting to pay off as they're getting a cheaper cost of shipping to you. Very smart company. One day your children will study Amazon.com is my belief. SP 500 down 2, Dow down 16, NASDAQ up fractions. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton is a financial planner. We talk retirement and wealth issues all the time. Let's talk about the concept of rebalancing your portfolio. I think we all know the concept while we're working. Keep a look at it. Make sure nothing gets too overweighted or too underweighted in your portfolio. Uh, that's when you're working. But mm-hmm. what about in retirement? What concepts do we need to know? Well, let's talk about first why you rebalance because things like asset classes go through different 
rotation periods, and I've talked about the Callan periodic table investments, and you can Google that and find this. And you can see the sectors or asset classes, as soon as they make, you know, they're the best place to be for two or three years in a row. Within a couple of years, they're the worst place to be in the last, in those two or three years in a row. And so when you see them hit the, ring the bell, especially for like three years in a row, or when you see an asset class like REITs all of a sudden rally up 15% when they're really a yield play, you know it's time to take some profits and buy stuff that's been down. Um, so you, you're always looking for your investment choices where you want a good 10-year average rate of return, and it's got to be risk-adjusted. In other words, low standard deviation, low beta. Um, and when you see something that has a great long-term rate of return sell off for a period of a year or two, that's when you want to buy it. That's when you get the real great returns that help you outperform in the long run on a risk-adjusted risk basis. So that's how you rebalance. The easiest way for, for a person pre-retirement to rebalance is to just turn on their re automatic rebalancer on the 401k. Almost every single one has it, where every year at a certain month, um, it'll rebalance everything back to your original choices. A more active person will use their contributions to change their asset allocation and to rebalance. In other words, if they look in their portfolio and see they're overweight in large cap and underweight in international, they'll stop adding to large cap and start buying international. Make sense? Absolutely. But if, um, you know, you're in retirement, it becomes a different story. Your rebalancing situation looks like this. You have your different pieces of your portfolio. I like your three years' worth of expenses in cash, a balanced portfolio, um, a dividend-paying stock portfolio, and some other income that's guaranteed for life. And so what I do when I rebalance and I look at things, the first thing I look at is how much of their three years' worth of expenses in cash did they spend? So if the market's positive for that quarter, I'll peel off enough out of the portfolios to replenish their cash. And then I'll look to rebalance inside the portfolios. So the first thing you look at is how can I always peel off the house money in the good times to replenish the cash that I'm spending. So I always keep my three years' worth of, of safety reserve to get me through bad economies intact. Okay. So that's, that's, it's, it's really important to kind of monitor it a little bit more closely in retirement and more on a quarterly basis. Most younger people in their 20s and 30s, they could rebalance once a year and still be okay as long as they're actively saving. So for you at work, you're in your office, do you have a flag that says, take a look at, should I be rebalancing today, this month, this quarter? Like, when do you remind yourself, like, I need to do this? Um, well, it, it, on a quarterly basis, if the market's negative, you just rebalance inside the portfolios. Okay. But if the market's positive and it's in a big way, let's say it's a 7% quarter, for example. Right, which is what we had first quarter of 2012. Right. And so you, you talk to the clients that are retired, and you constantly have to remind them that you need the three years' worth of expenses and cash. So the quarterly review process becomes, look, here's what your portfolio did. What do your cash levels look like? Okay. Most of the time I can see on a wealth management site that we have for clients, I can see the amount of cash, and we can go ahead and send that to them. Gotcha. But it's an active communication situation. Uh, most of the strategies that I see people pitch out there are, here, I'm going to set up this strategy, and I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm going to sell you a bunch of crappy product, and then don't, please don't call me for 15 years. That's not how it should be in retirement. It's your money. It's the only thing that you have left to live on until you're 100 years old, so you better be a little bit more proactive about it. NBA is now starting to put advertisements on jerseys. Have you ever considered putting an advertisement on your business suit? Sell ads. <laughs> you're doing these think, quarterly reviews. I try to think well, what would be on that. Something like milk of magnesia or something. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> depends. I like it. You're telling, you're telling me your clients wear depends. <laughs> nope. You're going on the record. Okay, so what else do we need to know about rebalancing? Um, is it easier than we think? 
is it something I, you should let a professional do? I think it's the hardest thing that people do because it's easy to buy, but the hardest time, the hardest thing that people have trouble with in investing is when to sell. Yeah. And so by creating pieces of your portfolio and a certain asset allocation level, so you have, you know, you got your three years worth of expenses in cash. That's something you have to keep intact. That means you know you have to sell gains in order to keep that intact. Okay. And then you have an uh, an asset allocation plan that has a certain amount in in stocks, bonds, real estate, commodities, alternatives, all of that in the portfolio. You set those parameters, and you know you have to sell when those parameters are out of whack. Okay. Um, I think that's about it for this topic. I think we've beat it to death, so to speak. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You can meet Chad at an upcoming Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event. You can find out more about those at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You can meet Chad yourself. Say you need a CFP. Say this is you know rocket science to you. Say this is difficult stuff to understand and comprehend. Financial planners are good, good, solid ideas for people in retirement. You don't have time to make up your mistakes. Don't make mistakes. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And again, big event coming up this weekend. Hopefully you can come by. Going to be in Walnut Creek at the Embassy Suites. Chad runs the morning event, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. It's really a pretty good event. Lots of content, lots of questions answered, estate planning, taxes, investment decisions. Retirement's different than wealth accumulation of your life. It's wealth preservation. It's a different type of investor. What you're doing in your 20s should be different than what you're doing in your 30s. What you're doing in your 30s should be different than what you're doing in your 40s, and so on. You can come out to the event, NBC Suites, by signing up at robblack.com, robblack.com. Sign up, one person gets you in, two. So bring your mate and bring your friend, uh, bring your spouse, your sugar booger, whatever it may be. Um, part of the fee to sign up, most of it, 80% of it goes to valley parking, so free parking for you. So don't stress over that. Uh, but come on out this weekend, NBC Suites. Again, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning. In the afternoon, I'm going to teach you all about money, Money 101, a lot of the basics. It's really for wealth accumulation phase of your life. Sign up at robblack.com. Rob Black has a... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money. Investing in more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Expect the unexpected is what I've always learned to be true about Wall Street. When we knew that we had a fiscal cliff, when we knew Congress was dysfunctional, when we knew Europe was going off a cliff, when we knew Asia was slowing down, the markets were rallying wasn't as bad as we, what we knew. SP 500 is down 2. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 16. The NASDAQ is up fractions this morning. Long overview, BlackBerry makes an arrival. 
and research and motion investors are hoping that it works out well. Will it? I don't know. They're not even the top five as far as phones go at this point in time. Stocks rallied 100%. I see a lot of risk in that. With that said, they've got some intellectual property that's important and worthy of note. Too much of a civil war for me. Nobody wins in the civil war. Brother versus brother, right? Okay, maybe not so much brother versus brother. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton will be hosting the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Seminar at the Embassy Suites this Saturday, this Saturday, from 9 to noon. How are you, Mr. Burton? I am good. You pulled me away from the BlackBerry release that I'm just so excited about. Are you watching it? I was, yeah. Yeah. What do they, what do they, I know that they got a Q version uh, with a keyboard. Uh, what are you seeing as far as the the show goes? Well, really, all that I've seen, all that I heard before the CEO started speaking was that uh, it's a very iPhone-like looking, iPhone five-like looking, but it's got a removable battery. That's about as far as I got. Okay. So, are you so interested? It's got, it's got this kind of built-in, you know, base of purchasers of this phone, but how they grow from there. I, I don't know. They have a formerly built-in. A lot of those people have switched to Apple in the last few years, as far as the right. enterprise goes. But there is some out there. So there's. I, mean, I just don't see the profits. I just don't see the big money. So too competitive of an area. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, I mean, I mean the biggest one is who's going to win in the emerging markets, and will I, will Apple come out with a phone that's going to compete well there? There you go. So uh, what do you have for me as far as today's content goes, Mr. Burton? Uh, well, just to go over some of the um, how retirement planning might have changed a bit under the recent fiscal tax deal. Okay. I'm getting this question a lot. I had a lot of clients that um, really thought that they were going to be affected even after the deal was passed. They just sit down and kind of go over the items that, that are going to get taxed at higher levels not a lot of retirees are because really what happens is where your taxes go up, there's two places um, in terms of capital gains. There's there's one level at 250000 married filing jointly where if you have a modified adjusted gross income that is over 250000 your investment income gets hit with an extra 3.8%. Medicare surcharge tax to help pay for Medicare and, and the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, as many people call it. So that's one level, but your capital gains still don't go up to that 20% bracket unless you're at 450000 married family jointly or 400000 single. So people that are making a, a married couple with income before their capital gains, and that's before their capital gains, so it's a lot of you know earned income, $450,000. At those people, they have their capital gains being taxed at the higher 20% level plus that 3.8% tax. So those people went from a 15% capital gains bracket to uh, you know 23.8%. In addition, their upper, their higher bracket went quite a bit higher as well. So you know, long story short, rather, it hasn't changed for the average retiree. Um, the the you know wealthier retiree has, but it's it's. it's a lot of people have, when they're wealthy, they have a lot of their income in retirement coming from capital gains, and it's not necessarily the capital gains that will put you into that higher limit. It's the, it's the adjusted gross income. Um, you can you got to look up what that definition is, the modified adjusted gross income, but to get an idea of where you are as a person, if you're going to get affected in 2013, 
And just look at that bottom number on the front page, your 1040, and see if you're close to it. Okay. With that said, uh, it wasn't as bad as we expected. And again, we kind of redefined what wealthy is. I saw it as kind of a big win for the Republicans. In large part, GDP has grown enormously since those Clinton-era tax rates. And we're not even close to those Clinton-era tax rates. So as a percentage of GDP, taxes didn't really go up that much. No, they didn't. It's just a matter of, um, you know, we're, we're to, to get on that route, we've got to go back and realize that we're now two deals behind in terms of budget cuts. You've got the sequestration, which is supposed to kick in in what, March. Um, that's from the debt ceiling debate of 2000, of August 2011, I believe it was. And so now you have the fiscal cliff um, and the debt, the, the second debt ceiling is, is a whole other deal. So Congress is two deals behind, nor have they passed the budget four years. So I, I would love to see it, but they just don't get paid until they do pass the budget. I think that would be excellent. Um, because you can't just continue to raise revenue, which is such a small piece of the overall problem, without fixing the spending issues or at least you know leveling spending out and having them cut over a longer period of time. But you know either way, the people that, that need to make the most changes under this fiscal tax deal are the high-income earners, and that, that was a win in terms of going from 250 to 500,000 or to 450,000 for you know wealthy people. That's the definition now, basically. Um, High-income high earners really need to review, especially if they have stock options, right. their stock option strategy and the timing of the income, because a lot of people, a lot of people will spread their options out over a longer period of time, and that could keep them always in this higher bracket in terms of what they're paying on their other capital gains and investment income. So lumping it into certain years might be wise. High-income earners really need to review their asset location. So they have asset allocation, but the asset location in terms of where they're holding their dividend-paying stocks versus their growth stocks versus their bonds, and even looking at obvious, you know, real high-income earners, these are the people that, you know, they're top percent of the population, they can use other alternative investment products like no-load life insurance and things like that to try to shelter as much of that income from the higher taxes. But the big thing, too, is that if you're going into retirement and you might be hitting these levels, once you're 70 and a half, people are forced to pull money out of their IRAs and 401ks whether they want to or not, and that adds to that income level. So wealthier people really need to look at if they're hitting those brackets all the time and their IRA distributions are forcing them into it, they should seriously consider a Roth conversion, getting the tax hit out of the way so that they don't have to continue to pay those higher capital gains. They can cut their capital gains rates almost in half if they kind of take the pain in one year and then, you know, enjoy lower taxes going forward. Timing of income, as you just mentioned, is important. When you get paid a dividend, you don't get taxed on it until you take it out of that account and, you know, make it part of your income, per se. Well, it's uh, re- a taxable account. Even if you don't take it out of the account, you're taxed on that dividend. Right. But if it's a non-taxable, so like you said, location and timing, very important things to consider. Yeah. And I've had to go back. I've had certain clients that have, you know, options and stable companies that we kind of trickle, you know, exercise and sell over a certain periods of time, and we're having to accelerate some and put off others, depending on the company and the growth rates of the company and how, how long they want to be and how long. Because remember, options are leveraged. 
So you've got to look at this company and say, do I want to be leveraged in the long term and be subject to higher taxes, or, or how do I want to do this? So it's really a time to reset with your planners and your CPA. And then um, estate planning has changed quite a bit under the new tax deal as well. What do we need to know about some of the new estate plans? And real quick, Chad's going to be uh, at the Embassy Suites this Saturday, Walnut Creek, doing a money uh, wealth preservation retirement planning. He'll also speak at the Money 101 event, but the wealth preservation retirement planning is from 9 to noon. More information at robblack.com. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is, first of all, health care costs for everybody are going to be, uh, in my opinion, going up for retirees. Um, Things like long-term care insurance and Medicare are going to continue to get more and more expensive. But in terms of the estate planning law, we're going to talk about this at the event. We're going to have an estate planning attorney there. But people, when they pass, used to, for the first spouse that died, everybody used to have a unified credit that you can pass when you die. And if the first spouse that died didn't have their credit, which used to be a million, now it's five million two hundred fifty thousand. If that credit didn't go into a trust, a special family trust, the others they, they would lose it. And now there's some portability rules where you don't necessarily have to have what, what are these bypass or credit shelter trusts. In many cases, they might not be good for you. So everyone, whether you're worth, you know, two million bucks, five hundred thousand, or ten million, fifteen million, everybody needs to review their estate planning documents. It's extremely important under the new tax laws. You do anything new at these events this time? Um, really talking about asset allocation, some some of the alternative investment products that are out there, especially in light of, you know, people I think are becoming concerned about bonds, and they're also concerned about, hey, if I've got cash and I've missed out on this huge rally, what do I do now? Because they've been sitting on the sidelines since maybe 2008, and now the market's recovered. And part of the strategy that I talk about is, is hedging your portfolio so that when you do go through tough times, you have five years to recover. And, I mean, we've just proved that that's the case. That nobody thought in 2009 the markets were going to recover, and here we are today sitting right at almost 14,000 on the Dow. And I just go with my blind faith of seven out of ten years the market goes up. So thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at chadburton.com. Again, this weekend, two events, two events, one on wealth preservation retirement planning. He will run that this Saturday from 9 to noon at the Embassy Suites in Walnut Creek. You can learn more about that at robblack.com. You can sign up for the that event or the Money 101 event from 1 to 4. More information at robblack.com. A tax tip from Turbo. Who are the winners? Stocks are fluctuating between gains and losses after benchmark indexes climb to a five-year... You're listening to Rod Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rod Black. Peter Gabriel. Pretty prolific career. Started off as the lead singer of Genesis. He would wear a cape out on stage with like a big giant glow-in-the-dark cheese head on top. Put a little bit of show into the music business. 
I insist upon it. But the more I think about it, maybe not so much nightclubs. Maybe we don't need pyrotechnic shows in nightclubs, as we've learned tragically all too often already. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can also tweet me, tweet, 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 Rob Black Show. You can also Facebook me, either fan page, Cron4, Rob Black, Cron with a K, K K-R-O-N, that's the television station I work for. And or you can uh, find my group page called I Hate Rob Black. I know you're saying, but I don't hate Rob Black, but that's kind of the point of it. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Seriously. Um, phone calls? 800-516-1220. There's an analyst out there, a financial advisor, who I think you can learn a couple things from, all things considered. I think it's important that you study people if you're going to be involved in the stock market. I think it pays to look back so that you can kind of get some perspective. How many up years have there been? How many down years have there been? You know, I don't want you to ever get to the point where you're like guru-oriented. But I do want you to surround yourself with as many right people and right concepts as possible. Uh, Learn. You know, maybe Tobias Lukovich is your guy over at Smith Barney who recently talked Dow 20,000. Maybe it's, you know, me who tell you that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes people make is saving. People don't save enough. They save too little. They spend too much. As far as retirement goes, most people assume we need 60 to 70% of current income for retirement. It's probably closer to 135%. As far as insurance goes, people hate deductibles. And they often end up choosing more expensive policies in the long run. I like high deductibles. I don't like using my insurance. One of the biggest mistakes I ever did was use my insurance because I used to snore. And that sucks. You're sleeping next to a beautiful woman. And she pokes you with her elbow. Like, you're waking me up. Like, it stinks. Like, the beauty of sleep, the wonderful nature of it. The waking up next to someone beautiful and you snore. So I went in to have my, I heard about this doctor, guy in San Francisco, I won't mention his name. But uh, he took out my uvula. Which, again, I always find it funny when I say this story because it, 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 it cracks me up. I sometimes get words confused. I'm not dyslexic. I just, sometimes it's just, you talk too fast. I I would say I got my vulva taken out. And that very concept makes you want to vomit in your mouth and, well, just vomit in your mouth. And let it linger there for 48 hours. So I used it. I had to get a sleep study done. And yeah, sure enough, it founds out that I had a little snoring. That study caused my insurance to go up basically for many, many, many years until I had another sleep study done showing that I don't snore. The point being is that people who snore tend to have heart attacks. People with sleep apnea usually have heart attacks. 
Now, it's great that I, I took care of it, yeah, but it's bad that my insurance costs were not because of it. Don't invest in extended warranties. We know they're bad deals. They're just pure profit for the vendor. If your device is going to break, it's typically going to break in the first year. Now, the areas where I would do an extended deal are things that likely fall and break. So look around at your friends. What has fallen and broken on them? That's something I would do an extended warranty on. I would never, ever become a victim of the status quo. Every house on my street is a double-decker. Every house is, you know, uh, you know, corner to corner. I got a yard. I love my yard. I got grass. Not like weed, but grass. Uh, I don't have to be part of the status quo. don't want to be part of the status quo. I try not to get too caught up in what any concept anyone's talking about. But I, I will pay attention. There's a concept out there about a great rotation. That money is going to come out of bonds and stocks this year. And yeah, I can buy into that. Because if and as interest rates go up, or when we perceive that interest rates are going to go up, bonds are going to get crushed. Bond funds are going to get murdered. Murder-related. And the people that get murdered there, they're going to say, Hey, looky, look. Stock market's gone up four years in a row. I'm going to jump in on it now. So they're jumping in late. Keep in mind, markets go up seven out of ten years, not seven straight years. So I'm totally expecting a down market sometime in the next two, three years. Totally. And yeah, what you know, Citigroup's saying about a great rotation from bonds and stocks makes sense. But am I, am I going to go, ah, I got to do it? No. I stay cool, I stay calm, I stay rational. I know you're saying, you are not cool, you are not rational, you're crazy. But if you ever actually listen to what I do, it's very intentionally, uh, I refer to it as a spiral. I always come back to the area I need. I start with. I always come back. Don't forget, i got some events coming up this weekend. Walnut Creek, it's a Saturday event. I'm going to do the Money 101 from 1 to 4. It's 20 lessons plus more content, hints and tips and tricks. It's going to be 10 great stocks to own. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. Chad's going to be doing the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. Another great event for those who are wealthy or retired. You can sign up for that at robblack.com as well. It's a fact. What's in your financial playbook? Whether you're just starting out on the 20-yard line or driving toward the end zone, your chances of success depend on a solid game plan. Join Rob Black this Saturday for back-to-back seminars on wealth management and wealth accumulation. From 9 a.m. till noon, it's Wealth Preservation and Retirement Planning with CFP Chad Burton. Learn tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips, how to reduce risk by diversifying, and how to pull money out of the markets in retirement. Rob and Chad will discuss the economic outlook, portfolio structure, asset allocation, and more. At 1 p.m., it's Money 101 with the focus on wealth accumulation. Rob will cover everything from insurance, 401ks, IRAs, asset allocation, good debt and bad debt, and more. Learn hints tips and tricks and see how eliminating common mistakes can make a huge difference. Bring your portfolio and your questions to the Embassy Suites Hotel in Walnut Creek this Saturday. Wealth preservation from 9 to noon, wealth accumulation from 1 to 4. Register today at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. We've all heard... Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and advertisers and should making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. 
irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good morning and welcome in Seattle as well as the Bay Area. Rob Black and your money. I think I'm on my last legs in Seattle because I'm just not getting calls from them. No calls, no emails. Five total in nine months. Not good. So I'm kind of big. I'm kind of a big deal in San Francisco, but not so much in Seattle. Don't understand why. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. If you're in the Seattle area, go to robblack.com and sign up under visitor sign up so I can see that you're actually there. Big stories out there today to talk about. New Blackberries unveiled, hoping for a comeback. You know, that goes back to my concept of hope doesn't really deserve to be in a portfolio. Hope deserves to be on a football field. I hope the West Coast team wins this weekend because I live on the West Coast. The West Coast team has a kicker problem that I hope doesn't hurt them. So you can start seeing that, like, some things can go wrong here, right? So you're hoping for the best. With stocks, I don't play that game. There used to be a guy called uh, Homie the Clown. And Homie don't play that game. Uh, when your kids are acting up, when they're unruly, you probably tell to them, you know what, I'm not going to play this game. You eat dinner, no dinner for you. You know the phrase. You use it. It's in your life. Uh, so don't play that game. Buy great companies. Today we're seeing strength in telecoms, healthcare, and tech. That's interesting. We're seeing weakness in Dow transports and financials. I don't like seeing that. That's telling me the economy is weakening. Now, again, that's one day. So you think I'm going to take one day and make my financial decision off that? No way. I'm going to take a look at how the financials and transports done in the last three months and the last year. Great. I know you're saying say that again. Great. One more time. Great. So my concept here is if the transports are shipping stuff and it's reflected in the last three months of the last quarter, that's enough time that it, they've reported earnings and they've told us, like, hey, the stock's still doing well. It's not like you talk to a transport company and they're like, you know what, uh, we, well, we trains, we uh, got nothing to ship this quarter, so uh, we're going to zero. Uh, no, no revenue, no earnings. Like, they're telling you. Their stock is telling you things are good. It's whispering in your ear, but everyone can hear it, but few people decide to. January ADP employment change, 192,000 versus expectations, 175,000. That's an okay number, but they revised last month lower, so it's kind of a push. 
I'm not expecting a great jobs number tomorrow. Unemployment falls to 4%. Rob Black is wrong. I'm not expecting that. Would I be pleasantly surprised? Sure. Is that going to happen? If unemployment falls to 4% tomorrow, I will cut off my hand and flush it down the toilet. I will sell tickets to the event, and everyone's welcome. Okay, now I'm going to hope that doesn't happen. Fourth quarter advanced GDP chain deflator, negative six-tenths of a percent versus expectations, 1.6%. Uh, you know one of my favorite things to do? As a kid, you know, you'd eat a cookie and your mom would turn the corner and she's like, what are you doing? And you'd say, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, right? Keep on moving. So fourth quarter GDP surprised the downside, but past performance not indicative of future results. People were expecting about 1% growth. It actually was one-tenth of a percent. The report is a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. But it was a decrease in government spending related to sequester cuts as well as a reduction in business inventories that contributed to the mess. There were some good numbers inside of it, including wage inflation. Wage increases. Woo! Woo! That, my friend, in the world of rock, scissors, and paper is the ultimate pull. Jobs trump almost everything else in the world of the stock market and the economy. I'm not saying everything else because I need to think about that statement, but it's up there. Hmm. Research Emotion Blackberry 10 has been released. I so don't care. Now again, I know some of you do. I'm not going to mock you and say, ha ha. BlackBerry CEO Thorsten Hines unveils his new BlackBerry Z10 in New York City today. First-hand impressions on the phone. I don't know. Just, can you get excited by that? Are we still at the point where we get excited? I'm an excitable little boy? No way. I hope, you know, stock's up 100%. You know, does that mean it's going to be a winner from here? No. Highly unlikely, in my opinion. Nothing's impossible. Research Emotion is now actually a fifth or sixth player. In a market, it's become a waltz of elephants. iPhone, Android, Microsoft. There's no, there's no need for Research Emotion. Plus, there's two Asian companies that I can't really pronounce terribly well. So when I try to say, who I? Hoo-hoo-ha-ha. So I tried not to say the Asian manufacturers of smartphones, because I just, I sound like an idiot. Hoo-hoo-ha-ha. So even if BlackBerry 10 puts Research Emotion on par with other smartphones, it's not enough to save the company, in my opinion. And if you're excited by the possibility of this amazing new gadget, seriously, people, get in the Rob Black lobotomy line, because it's time to do a little Darwinian wood chipper with you. The Palm Prix got great reviews. The Palm Prix was designed by a genius who had, had been poached from Apple to resurrect the company. The Palm Prix was expected to shake up the smartphone market and give Apple a run for its money. It bombed. The stock did go up for a while, and then it bombed at HP bottom. And they vastly overpaid for them. So even if BlackBerry 10 is a jaw-dropper... Even, seriously, if it turns hay into gold, or if it cures hemorrhoids, if it, if it makes new sliced bread, 
if it's the biggest no-brainer of the century, it still probably won't save the stock. For those of you in Seattle, you may not get that. My home station in San Francisco, for those of you sailors in Seattle who are out fishing, the five listeners that I have, for those of you who don't get the biggest no-brainer, the biggest no-brainer of all time. We run a commercial here. And when you do radio every day, I hear every commercial. You think you do. I hear them all. I don't miss them. And they get in your head and they don't get out of your head. Even when you're like seeing your, your therapist and you're like, please give me something. Give me something to get this black thought out of my white head. Otherwise, you're going to have to put me in a white room with a white jacket on. It's an evil. Biggest no-brainer of all time. Oh, we got a new villain for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Not only Electro, but the Rhino. And you're saying, who's the Rhino? He was kind of a Russian experiment gone bad. He's to be played by uh, Paul Giamatti, who... If you don't like Paul Giamatti, come on. He has to be the ugliest man in Hollywood. In a good way, if you know what I'm saying. But he's proud of it. He like he wears it well. At least he doesn't have a two-pawn. Each call's on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up this week, and it's the biggest no-brainer of all time. It's actually the biggest no-brainer of mankind. You can sign up for the event in Walnut Creek, either the Wealth Preservation one or the Money 101 at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still looking at slow traffic? I need to protect my company's email. Do you want an email? Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Stick in the music. I can tell that we're going to be friends. I don't know why I like it, but I do. The top stories of the day. New Blackberries unveiled. Companies hoping for a comeback. Toyota recalls one million Corollas. Lexus sedans. Overdue student loans reach unsustainable 15% level. That's not good. Zynga's chief game designer is leaving the company. Another executive leaving the sinking ship that is Zynga. For those of you who played Farmville... Get in the Rob Black lobotomy line, because it's time to jump into the Darwinian wood chipper. If you have that kind of time on your hands, you're going to deserve the poverty that you get in retirement. U.S. economy unexpectedly contracted in the fourth quarter. That's actually a winner story. I'll talk about that later in the show. Music streaming grows, royalties slow to a halt. I don't see how Pandora survives. As soon as Apple unveils a you know a radio kind of streaming, Pandora's finished. Finished. Unless they get acquired. Chrysler profit jumps on higher sales. Those are your top stories of the day. Taking a look at the markets, if I may. We have markets that are higher. We have markets that are working very well for the month of January. But how are they doing today? Uh, the SP 500 down two. 
Dow down eight, Nasdaq down one. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com, or you can find him at NewFocusFinancial.com. He's with New Focus Financial. Talking about transitioning to a retirement portfolio, I say that you accumulate wealth from age 20 to 50, and you start managing wealth from age 50 to 100. And again, that's not set in stone, but that's the general concept. Mr. Burton, transitioning to a retirement portfolio. What's your thoughts? Well, when I walk people through this, I've got to give them some general market history, which sometimes is boring, but it, it surprises me how many people Bore me. don't really realize this stuff. So the market, as you talk about all the time, is positive 70% of the time. Right. Three out of 10 years, negative seven out of 10 years, positive. So pretty good odds. Best odds on the planet. Right. And when you're building wealth, you know, up until your mid to late 50s, it, it, timing the market doesn't really matter a lot. Right. The thing that you need to focus on is the asset classes that have done really well over 10 years but are doing really poorly in the last one to three, those are the ones you should actually be buying. Um, so it's not, it's really you can control your, your asset allocation with where you're sending your, your new purchases. Give me an example of that. Well, so every three years, typically asset classes change. Um, they go through a cycle. So whether it's looking at sectors of the economy like telecom, like technology, healthcare, if you look at, uh, there's a chart that I talk about a lot called Callan Periodic Table of Investments. Right. And you can see that whether it's an asset class chart or a sector chart, that asset class or sector will be the best place to be for two to three years in a row. And within two to three years, it'll be one of the worst places to be. And so um, the real active wealth builder, the way they rebalance their portfolios will be changing where they're contributing their money and buying the stuff that looks like it's on sale. Where everybody else is running away from it, that's what they're buying that year. Okay? I'm with you. In retirement, timing is everything. Because if you go in, you build this balanced portfolio over these years and years of, of work, and then you just dollar cost average in reverse. In other words, you sell every month instead of buy every month. Well, if you sell during the downturns, you're selling. That is gone. That's lost potential forever. So if you would have had to sell your portfolio between 2008 and 2009, when the market was down 40-plus percent, and then you had to sell 5 or 10% to live, you're never going to recover. That's gone. It's out of your portfolio forever. So that's why, and when you look back at the stock market history, there's only been two periods in a row where the market's been negative three years in a row. Runs right after the Great Depression, right. like late 30s, and then... Um, 2000, 2001, and 2002. The only three years in a row that we've had. We've had several two-year periods in a row, like 73 and 74. The market was down 40%. Right. Next two years, the market was up 60%. Okay. So the volatility isn't new. It's been with us forever. It's just in your face with you know financial shows out there all the time. So the biggest point as you, as you look at, and you're 10 years out from retirement, one of your biggest things is, okay, I have a balanced portfolio. How do I get to the point where I have three years' worth of expenses, of portfolio draws, and cash? So the first thing you need to do is say, here's my expenses in retirement, and here's my automatic income from, like, Social Security and pensions. So, again, a, a simple math would be if, you're, if you need hundred grand to pay your taxes, your expenses, health care costs, everything, and you're getting fifty from Social Security and pensions, you know that you need 50000 a year from your portfolio. So... Five years prior to retirement, you need three years of that, or $150,000 in that person's scenario, in safe money. That takes out one of the biggest risks of timing in retirement so that you, you have three-year cushion that you don't have to draw on the portfolio when you're in a down market. And then by the other strategies of dividend-paying stocks where they have a history of increasing their dividend on an annual basis to help 
fight inflation, balanced portfolio, and then also having a good portion of your retirement income coming from lifetime sources that you can outlive, like Social Security or pension or your own annuitized income. We'll talk about that at seminars coming up. You can learn more about upcoming wealth preservation retirement planning seminars at robblack.com. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. He's a CFP, stands for Certified Financial Planner. It's his designation that makes him a fiduciary. He works in his client's best interest. You're listening to me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. And again, I'm doing a big event this weekend in Walnut Creek, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. It's 9 to noon. Couples, one ticket gets you two. So bring a friend, bring a spouse, whatever. Tickets cover the cost of valet. So you get a valet for free. Uh, in large part, there's no parking at the location. It's the Embassy Suites, the Embassy Suites in Walnut Creek. So Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning. The couples who are married filed jointly, heading towards retirement. Probably at least should have $300,000 before you think about retirement. Realistically, you need about a million dollars to replace $40,000 of income. A lot of people think they only need to replace about 60% of income, but the reality is you need to replace about 120% of income of your last three to five years before you retired. Uh, don't underestimate where you need to be in retirement. So be careful how you spend your money today because everything you spend today you can't get back. So I like my money making little baby monies. So what do I mean by that? You're saying that's weird. That's that's Your baby makes baby monies? Shouldn't use baby protection? No, no, no. No, 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 no. I invest in companies that pay dividends. Something I'll talk about at the events on Saturday, both wealth preservation and retirement planning. I like dividends. I can't lie. Some guys like blondes. Some chicks like cowboys. I like dividends. I'm confused. I don't like what I'm supposed to like. Where does this go? How does this end? Probably badly, right? You can sign up for the events at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Take a break here. Be right back. Rob Black has a fun. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, much, much more. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you, sir? Chad? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. What do you think about electronica? Electronica. Music. In terms of music? Yeah, like DJs and dancing and... I, I just, I'm going to have to say I'm too old for it. <laughs> Does that mean that it stinks and we're right? Or are the kids right by listening to it? I think, I think they just, I think our younger generation is just musically dead in the head. It's awful. There's no nothing redeeming about it. 
Yeah, it's, um, then you get into the hardcore dubstep, which is like sirens and whistles and noises. and Yeah, there's some interesting music, but we are turning into our parents, Rob. We are turning it into our parents. Uh, I, just, I, I don't get it is what it's going to come down to. And Ultimately, what I'm throwing at you, Chad, is things change. Um, we are officially our parents, but we're closer to retirement now than when we were listening to our music. And again, trust me, I listened to some bad music in my teens. Yeah, yeah. I've always had pretty good taste, but it's it's odd to hear on the classic rock stations the music that you used to listen to in high school. That's that's the wake up call. No doubt. So this weekend, big seminar. We will not be playing music. Which, for the record, I once went to a seminar. I was once a guest at a seminar where they played Top Gun's Highway into the Danger Zone. I was like, that's bad. <laughs> you know, you're at a bad event, a really bad event when they're playing music. Well, not only that, but they played it 10 years after the movie, so. Were you at that one? Um, no, I, well, I knew you, I knew you, that's, but I think it was right after you and I met that you told me that story, and then short, yeah. shortly after that, we did the next event where it was like Tony Robbins next door, everybody right. was jumping up and down and screaming, and it was hilarious. Interesting stuff. Uh, this weekend, you're going to be covering what you call a 357 strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is a 357 strategy? Boil it down for us. Well, where it really comes from is that, you know, I got into the business um, early in life and with my grandfather and started working with people that had really lived through the Depression, even though we were starting to go through, you know, the bull market of the 90s, uh, people were very conservative, and they remembered the stuff they went through, you know, many, many years prior. And so I really started to look at market history and realize that, you know, as you and I talk about all the time, the market's positive 70% of the time, it's negative 30% of the time. And when you're building a portfolio, um, people tend to do a couple of things. They tend to be too aggressive at the wrong times or too conservative at the wrong times. But the biggest issue is they, they fail to sell and lock in gains, especially when they're retired. And timing doesn't matter when you're young, but it's everything when you're retired. And when you're retired, you have a limited resource now to live off of forever. And that resource is 70% of the time it's going to be positive, 30% of the time it's going to be negative. And so you have to look at the market and say, what are the worst-case scenarios in terms of negative years and in terms of peak to trough back to the peak in terms of market recoveries? And, you know, you and I have been doing this forever, and I've been talking about these peaks and valleys, and we just went through a large one. And um, the strategy has continued to work and do very, very well because – 2007, the market talked out, October of 2007, and it's back to where it was five years and four months later. Um, so the strategy that I do, the 357, is kind of based on, in the early 90s, I read a study by William Breen, he's a professor at Kellogg School of Management, and he was doing, he had, he's a professor, and he, they were doing back-tested studies on um, certain types of strategy, and I, I can't remember it exactly, so... But what it was, was it was really a portfolio of 60% stocks, 40% T-bills, and a strategy where you're living off of all of your T-bills in terms of your income, but every time the market's positive, you peel off enough of your stocks to buy and replenish the amount of T-bills that you owned. And it's a peeling off strategy. It's a rebalancing strategy. So kind of as time went on and bond market changed and, and the overall stock market changed in terms of a global view, and then certain retirement products changed, I've just tweaked the strategy over the years to keep up with really what's going on in the macro economy and uh, what's available for retirees out there to kind of, you know, have some income for life and make sure that, you know, people are lasting until they're 100 years old. So we got to make sure that we 
plan for that. Yeah. Not the best living at 100, I don't think, but I'm with you. So yeah, talking a little, a little bit. What's that? It is a little rough. You know, you gotta, it's it's uh, one of those things where, you know, when you're, when you're young, you don't want to picture yourself like that. But when you're older and you get to that age, you might have the aches and the pains and the weekly trips to the doctors. But you've got great grandkids and grandkids that you really want to stick around and see. So you've got to plan to live that long. Part of your strategy is tied towards, like you said, William Breen, professor at Kellogg School of Management. Do you ever worry that, like, sometimes these strategies need to be updated or that you're too late to update the strategy? Um, no, it's the, the way that it's updated over time is just what, like I said, what's going on globally and with certain retirement products. To give you an example, Rob, I mean, people still can't get used to the fact that Every once in a while, I come on with positive comments on certain types of annuities when you and I have been hammering variable annuities for 13-plus years on radio. Now there's a couple of no-load annuities that you can take, you know, a portion of what you should have in bonds, invest it um, into a variable annuity and have 60% stocks, 20% bonds, and a guaranteed lifetime income regardless of what the portfolio does of 5% or more. And um, not only that, but there's, these products used to have huge commissions and charges and surrender fees, but there's no load versus of this that fee-based fiduciaries like myself use as a bond replacement. Also, you know, in the 90s, I didn't remember talking at all about things like foreign bonds and I-bonds and things like that. But, you know, you've had to, you've had to implement those in as decent products or decent types of um, strategies come into play. They, you know... You can't just be – closed-minded investors tend to not win. Um, you know, if you're only an indexer or you're only an individual stock picker, you're only going to be right a portion of the time. So you have to be open-minded in terms of strategy. Speaking of strategy, the top strategist at Citigroup, uh, a guy named Tobias Lukovic, is calling for a great rotation from bonds into stocks this year. What's your thoughts on the bond market? And, again, you can meet Chad this Saturday, Walnut Creek Embassy Suites, doing a wealth preservation retirement planning event. Um, sign up at robblack.com. What's your thoughts on the bond market? Well, I think you'd tweak it. You know, first of all, the idea of something like a bond bubble is really tough to believe because bonds have a maturity day where you get your money back. So it can't really necessarily be a bubble. You can have painful years in bonds. Early 90s, you know, we had negative returns in bond funds. But they tend to be short-lived until that rotation ends because, you know, if you go from 2% on the 10-year treasury up to 3%, once it gets to 3%, people are going to start buying again. Um, I think it's more of a rotation into um, the assets where people were parked and afraid. They're missing out on the returns. A lot of hedge funds, a lot of money managers um, didn't fully participate in the rally because of specific headwinds that are being seen out there. We've already seen a huge inflow into equity-based ETFs and funds in this first month of the year. Sometimes you can look at that as a contrarian indicator for the market, though, where you're, okay, we're starting to set up for a short-term pullback. Um, It's one of those things where there's still a lot of older people, so to get them to try to move out of money market and into just equities is going to be tough. There's still got to be a lot of better investor sentiment and where we're going to start dealing with sequestration and, and, uh, and all of the fiscal issues that we're going to deal with in March it's going to be a longer-term event rather than, I think, oh, one-quarter rotation from bonds in the stock. I don't think it's just going to be whiplash like that. I think it's going to be over a year's period. 
Okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, uh, I think people you know, tend to miss out on it. And if you've missed out on it, it's really scary to miss out on a rally and then say, I'm going to put all my cash to work. I'm going to feel like I'm late to the game. So come up with a dollar cost averaging strategy that works for your ability to sleep at night. You know, if you've got too much cash, then average it in over three months, six months, 12 months, something that allows you to, to sleep at night. But you need to fix your portfolio now rather than stick your head in the sand. I got an email from a man recently who was looking for a financial planner, and he asked, and you can email me, rob at robblack.com, but he asked, what product does CFP Chad Burton use? He wants mainstream products. I thought that was, I've never heard anyone ask what product is used. I, I think it's a great question. Well, I don't know if it's even the, the right question. I think that that sounds like somebody that's always been pitched products by financial advisors. I mean, what I do, um, when I manage people's money and we use, ETFs, we use no load funds, and we use individual stocks. And, um, you know, I use TD Ameritrade as my custodian for managing money. Okay. And so it's your account at TD Ameritrade. That's that's where we manage it. When we want some alternative products like the no load variable annuities that are out there, there's a couple of different companies that I use for that. But we don't necessarily use products. We use commission-based products because we're fee-based. And when you're working with somebody, you want to say, are you a fiduciary? And they can't see illegally say yes unless they are, unless they have, you know, are acting in your best interest. When you have somebody working with a big wirehouse, these big well-known firms, and you ask them, are you a fiduciary, they can't say yes because they have certain in-house products and even fee-based programs that they have to recommend. Um, so I don't even like the term products as a CFP. It's, it's more of an overall plan. I'm with you. So we're almost out of time. Any last thoughts that you want to mention? Are you uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, one thing you have to consider when you're creating a, a, the right type of distribution strategy is knowing when to sell, sell and lock in some gains. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And even how IRAs fit into your overall distribution strategy because most Americans have most of their retirement savings now in 401Ks and IRAs, and they're going to be forced to pull money out at age 70 and a half. And you have to figure that in in terms of your tax planning and your distribution strategy and your asset allocation strategy. Thanks very much. You can find Chad at chadburton.com or meet him this weekend in Walnut Creek on Saturday. More information about the seminars at robblack.com. Indexes are pulling back. Potential investment in this is kind of a head fake. Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I really dig doing the show. I really enjoy talking to you. I will always do my best to find good content that is worthy of your attention. It doesn't always work out like that, but sometimes it does. You know, so the top stories today, I think the U.S. recovery is dangerously close to uh, a recession. It's, it's not balanced well. It's problematic. Conference board today reported 
preliminary January figure for consumer confidence was the lowest level in more than a year. Consumers really aren't buying what corporate America is delivering, is that it's pretty robust earnings out there. Personal income has been in pretty bad shape when adjusted for inflation. It's been horrible. The payroll tax hike has reduced paychecks for average American by over $100 a month. And that's the average American. It's added 2% more tax to my paycheck, which is a lot more than $100 a month. So I'm spending less. It's just mathematically that's what's happening. A lot of people expect their incomes to rise, and they don't. So you always want to be a little bit beware, and you always want to pay attention to what's going on in the stock market. The economy, business headlines. Uh, You know, I don't have to limit it to just that. Chrysler profit jumps on higher sales. You know, why does that headline mean anything to you? Because Chrysler employs a lot of people. Whether it's the people that, you know, are in the mines, whether it's the people that are melting the steel, making the steel, delivering the steel, rolling the steel, being the trucker. Trucker has a job. He decides, you know, trucking ain't my life. I need need a wife. I need a baby to make me whole. You complete me, trucker. So, trucker makes a baby, and then he has, you know, to send his kid to school and get school books. It's all tied towards the auto industry. Or the auto dealer, the ex-football player, who's probably going to be bankrupt in the next few years, running the auto dealer. And the secretary he hires. And the finance guy he hires, and the salespeople who get their commissions. Chrysler is important. I'm not going to say it's the end-all, be-all. It's not the biggest no-brainer of all time. Fourth quarter GDP was revised down to one-tenth of a percent. That's a horrible headline. But keep in mind, past performance is not indicative of future results. But it does tell you it was rough out there. Amazon's having a winning day today. They reported pretty good operating income ahead of expectations. Now, again, that's not their profit. It's just what they made in income. Uh, throwing it out there. They can earn that in profit one day, and I think they ultimately at some point will take their foot off the accelerator. But they told us years and years and years ago, we are not trying to become wildly profitable right now. We're trying to build a business. And part of that business is opening new manufacturing facilities. Not manufacturing, but distribution facilities. I honestly think, and I don't know the number, but it's a large amount of my retail dollars go to Amazon. Netflix has an ambitious plan to disrupt the cable industry. It's guaranteed to make networks nervous. The traditional entertainment ecosystem is built on the concept of waiting. You've got to wait till 8 o'clock to watch your TV show. Manage dissatisfaction. Waiting for TV shows to air will be a dead business model in our lifetime. You will be able to do things like pay NBC to get an advanced version of your show. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. But that's what the future is leaning towards. Netflix Netflix users will be able to stream the entire first seasons of House of Cards in a single sitting if they want to. House of Cards, one of the shows that they produced. I want to say Kevin Spacey's attached to it. Netflix also can extremely... Ex- Exclusively stream, not extremely. Exclusively stream, Hemlock Grove, Orange is the New Black, Derek, Lilyhammer, 
and the highly anticipated season four of Arrested Development. Now you miss the shared experience of watching a TV show when you watch it all in one sitting. Like I, I really, really enjoy the show Breaking Bad. And it's going to end this summer. And one of the things that I'm going to hate about it is nothing to look forward to. How's it going to end? It'll be over. What I'm going to miss is, you know how many people I've got into that show? I think it's the greatest show of all time. With that out there, uh, I'm going to miss that social interaction with it, of it, for it, by it. Research Emotion launches a new phone. Would I invest in stock? No way. Too many people hate the company. Too many people love the company. Or too few people love the company. I don't short stocks. I think that's a loser's game. But if I were, this would be one of the ones I would look at because it's run up 100% in last last month. Okay, they got it out. They delivered it. The baby's out there. I know you're saying, baby? Is there something I need to know about you, Rob? I won't tell. Toyota recalls one million Corollas. I want to be a Corolla. That's just not a big enough story for me. Recalls are covered usually by insurance. But I guess the negative is that they have a reputation for top quality. It's been undermined with bad brakes, gas pedals, floor mats. Major recalls for global vehicles. Get your calls on air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anyone wants to call in the last minute and be that person, bring it on. Delinquency rates for student loans made in the past two years stand at 15% as recent graduates struggle to find jobs. That's unsustainable, and it's tough on our economy. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big seminar coming up this Saturday in Walnut Creek. Whether you're creating wealthy, creating wealth, coming in the afternoon from 1 to 4, or managing wealth, Come in the morning, 9 to noon. Sign up at robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.